Hello and welcome to WanderCast, the podcast all about life and luxury, travel, and everything in between. I am Tiz Kavetsa, Marketing Manager for Wanderlux Destinations, and I'm joined today by our fabulous Jamie Jackson, Director of Sales, and our very special guest, Theodore Catiz, Director of Sales for both Hotel Grand Breton and the King George. Welcome, guys. Thank you for joining me today. This episode of WanderCast, we will take our listeners to Athens, Greece, home to the iconic and award-winning Hotel Grand Breton and the King George. Theo, thank you for joining us today. Hi, ladies. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Tiz. Thank you, Jamie, for giving to showcase the vibrant city of Athens, as well as our historic hotels, Grand Breton and King George. Um, so a little bit about me, always been into hospitality and tourism um, two very challenging and human-focused industries. Of course, uh, I love being in hospitality and tourism. It's my passion. And I am also a lecturer in tourism marketing in City Unity College. Uh, this is a private college focusing in tourism here in Athens. Thank you for um, sharing a little bit more about yourself. What we'd like to talk about next is location, location, location. Because anyone who is familiar with the Grand Breton and King George will know that both hotels are located within the very heart of Athens. That is walking distance to historical landmarks and the very best that the city offers. Art, culture, dining, shopping. So Theo, what exactly can be accessed by foot from both hotels? Uh, both hotels enjoy a prime location in the city center, not more than 15, maybe 25 minutes walking distance to everything. And I mean everything. Uh, this includes the Parthenon, the Acropolis Museum, the Temple of Zeus, the ancient Agora, which is the birthplace of democracy, the Panathenian Stadium, the venue of the first modern Olympic Games, uh, a lot of museums like the Cycladic Art Museum or even Plaka. This is the old neighborhood, the old town of Athens and many more. Don't forget that Athens has a four kilometers long archaeological network in the city center. Uh, so get ready for lots of walking. Um, yeah, if you allow me one more minute on this question, I love to talk about modern and contemporary art. What we just mentioned fall into ancient Greek culture and art, which, of course, we are very proud of. Mm -hmm. But few, few know that Athens has an impressive modern and contemporary art scene, uh, mostly led by three museums. The National Gallery, which is devoted to the Greek and European art from the 14th and the 20th century. Uh, it's also the treasury of modern Greek art in the post-Byzantine times. The second was the, is the National Museum of Contemporary Art with impressive permanent and periodical exhibitions, uh, collections of Greek and international artists uh, based on different uh, art media such as paintings, sculptures, window uh, installations, photography, industrial designs and so on. And my favorite is the Gulandris Foundation. Um, uh, this is a private collection. It's the multi-million dollars uh, worth private art collection of Basil and Elise Gulandri, which are uh, were and are renowned ship owners and art patrons. And this includes priceless artworks from some of the most famous Greek and international painters, such as uh, Van Gogh, Picasso, Monet, Miro, Braque, El Greco, Liechtenstein and many, many others. So these three new museum gems of Athens are actually very much into modern and contemporary art, uh, perfectly complementing all our um, ancient Greek culture and uh, art. That sounds like an incredible fusion of the past, 
with the present. And certainly it will delight many people who want to experience both. Opinion. What type of traveler would absolutely love the Grand Breton and what type of traveler would love the King George? I always uh, like to focus on the differences in similarities and differences of both properties. And this is also incorporated into our site inspections. So I would say that global explorers is the answer for both, both hotels. Needless to say that both hotels are the only choice for celebrities, prime ministers, presidents, elite athletes, business tycoons, royal families. Uh, when visiting Athens, this is the, uh, the, only, the only choice, the only ultra-lax accommodation option in the city centre. Talk about the history because there's a fascinating story here. And um, I've heard it explained before, but I know our listeners will love this. Would you care to expand on this illustrious past? Of course, this is my favourite subject. Uh, Jamie knows all about it and Tara as well. So as a history buff, I could go on and on for hours. Uh, feel free <laughs> to stop me anytime. Uh, there are a lot of examples, a lot of focus to history in this property. So firstly, the hotel and the parliament. The parliament is right across the street. It used to be the palace of Greece. So these two buildings were the first in Athens to receive electricity back in 1888. Um, this was a big celebration in the property back in the years. Another example has to do with the Olympics. Uh, Grand Britain was the first ever Olympic sponsor at a time when nobody knew what did the first IOC members, International Olympic Committee members, uh, as well as other officials and diplomats for the first modern Olympic Games that took place in Athens in 1896 uh, as the official Olympic hospitality sponsor. Um, in addition, Grand Bretagne used to be the headquarters of the Greek army during the first years of the Second World War. Uh, as a matter of fact, the war announcement one of Greece entering uh, World War II was actually released to Greek people from the lobby of Hotel Grand Breton. If you had to encapsulate a description for Grand Breton and for King George, um, how would you describe each of the hotels and maybe what are the main differences? Yes, that's another great question. As I said, we have uh, always, we always explain this in our farm trips, in our site inspections, and everything comes down to three words, the size, the style, and the food. Uh, so, uh, Grand Bretagne is consisting of 320 rooms in total, three restaurants, three bars, an indoor pool, an outdoor pool, full service, a gym, a cigar lounge, a fashion boutique, um, uh, all the food and beverage outlets, the amenities and the outlets that you need for an ultra lax accommodation. King George is consisting of 102 rooms, uh, a fitness studio and one restaurant. So obviously all the amenities are located in Grand Bretagne. However, all guests of King George may use the facilities and the outlets free of charge the outdoor pool due to the limited capacity on the Let's touch on service and the attention to detail that we know makes all the difference for the luxury traveler. How are guests pampered and what can they expect from check-in to check-out? So all, all our guests expect impeccable luxury services from both our, our properties, from personalized welcome amenities to flawless butler and concierge services. Uh, in fact, GB was the first hotel in Greece to introduce butler and concierge teams. 
and it still is the only hotel with a 24-7 reservations department. Keeping to front office from stewards to waiters are a highly organized team of top quality individuals dedicated to exceed expectations. And I think that makes all the difference. Speaking of guest experiences, can you share a story about a time that the team went above and beyond to create an unforgettable moment for a guest? Yeah. Uh, if you talk to our butlers, to our concierge, and to all other operation teams, you will talk about days uh, in the specific subject. They have many, <laughs> many stories to share. Um, very recently, a guest was enjoying a beer in our winter garden. So his phone rang and walked outside to pick it up, to pick up the call. And he came back after 10 minutes to see that his beer was missing from his table. As soon as one of our waitresses saw him coming back, she offered him a complimentary new cold, colder glass of beer, mentioning that the previous one lost its ideal temperature of consumption. And, you know, he was thrilled. He said that um, this is a superb service and he was praising our staff. I just wanted to add, I'll always remember the story that Tara had, had tells us when she was on property and she just mentioned to someone how much she loves baklava. And then before she knew it, there was baklava. So so that kind of also yeah. ties into just someone, you know, paying attention and really delivering on that. Exactly, exactly. We personalize everything. And this is, I think, the way to offer luxury services to to be an active listener to the needs of the guest. Um, another recent feedback that comes to my mind, um, I was told about it by one of our doormen, and then I read about it in our uh, guest feedback. Uh, so a taxi dropped off a guest just outside Grumbertown, and of course our doorman uh, picked up his luggage to assist him walking into our lobby. But guest realized that he was going to one of our neighborhood hotels. He was booked uh, next door. Uh, there is another uh, property down the road. So our doorman walked with him to our neighbor's hotel. He carried his luggage all the way into the other hotel's lobby and handed over to our colleagues over there. Wow. Doesn't matter. You know, this is a matter of tourism education. That just shows that there's great passion and people are committed to the experience. So thank you for sharing just a few of those examples with us. And speaking of just being passionate, we know that you are so passionate about both properties and in helping to create those great memories for guests. But what is it, would you say, if there's one thing you can name, what is that one thing that you love most about what you do? Um, yeah, obviously, um, you know, this is something that I can reply straightforward. Um, don't, don't need to think a lot. Uh, I will reply by repeating my introduction of tourist marketing in City Unity College students. Um, so tourism is not a B2B or a B2C industry. It's a human-to-human industry. And this is exactly what I love. I think I mentioned in the beginning as well that, you know, this human interaction with different personalities and characters, the trust, the friendships, the common experiences, and all the relationships that you build with your colleagues, uh, partners, associates, travel advisors, even with your guests. Um, plus, of course, the fact that you always learn something new and you travel a lot. That's amazing. And um, I think 
there's so much value there. So thank you for your dedication to helping create those wonderful memories for so many travelers over the years. And um, speaking of travel advisors, uh, there are a lot of ways for travel advisors to book both properties. It could be direct through Marriott Stars, through consortia, or even through a Greek DMC like RCs. Um, but if an advisor has to make a booking, what is the best way for them to reach out to your team to confirm or VIP or make concierge requests? So as you said, there are many ways to book, of course, um, and we um, we welcome all our partners. All, of course, we will assist you accordingly, or we will introduce you to the relevant team members. Of course, there are a lot of dear travel advisor friends who reach out to us through our uh, WhatsApp phones, uh, personal mobiles, through Wonderlux destinations, or through our strategic partners of Seas Travel. Great. And Theo, we're going to wrap this up, but thank you so much for taking time to share more about yourself more about Grand Breton and King George. And thank you to our listeners. We will certainly include more information on Grand Breton, both hotels and King George on our show notes. So uh, for more information on Wanderlux Destinations, don't forget to follow us on socials at Wanderlux Destinations or head over to our website at wanderluxdestinations.com. Thank you, Theo. I appreciate your taking the time. And we always learn, love learning more about Grand Breton and King George. Take care. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks a lot. Thanks for your support.